Rooster Tail Talk, a podcast dedicated to everything related to the sport we all love, hydroplane racing. I'm your host, David Newton, and it's time once again, so sit back, relax, and welcome to Rooster Tail Talk. It is August 23rd, 2022, and this is episode 95. For today's episode, we are going to travel once again back in time, back to the year 1984. There's a few reasons why I chose this race, and one is because H1 will be racing in Bayfair only a few weeks away. On September 16th through 18th, they'll be racing again down in Mission Bay in San Diego for the Bayfair Regatta. So it's always fun to revisit an old classic race as it coincides with the current schedule for the H1 Unlimiteds. But back in 1984, this was stop 8 of 10. They still had two more races to go after this one. Only a month after Seafair, 13 boats made the trek down to San Diego and attempted to qualify for the Bayfair Regatta. Out of those 13, it included the U1 Atlas Van Lines, owned by Fran Muncy, driven by Chip Hanauer. The U2 Squire Shop, owned by Bob Stiles and driven by Mike, Mickey Riemond. The U3 Miss Renault, owned by Jerry Shaneth, driven by E. Milner Irvin. The U6, American Speedy Printing, represented by Bob Hughes in the city of Madison, Indiana, driven by Ron Snyder. The U7, Light All-Star, owned by Texan Bob Taylor, and driven by Detroit native Tom DeEath. The U8, Executone Telephones, owned by Bill Wooster, driven by George Johnson. The U10, Miss Tosti Asti, owned by Steve Woomer, and driven by Steve Reynolds. The U11, National School of Travel, owned by Debbie Druies, and driven by Will Muncie. The U-12, Miss Budweiser, of course, owned by Bernie Little, driven by Jim Cropfelt. The U-20, which was owned by Bill McFadden, driven by Jerry Hopp. The U-22, Spirit of Detroit. Joe Ritchie Special was driven by Todd Yarling, owned by Jim Sedan. The U-40, Oboy Alberto, uh, which was owned by Fred Leland, driven by John Prevost. And the U-80, Patterson Special, uh, owned by Bob Patterson, driven by Ron Armstrong, which I believe was the only boat out of California that year. Now, 1984 just holds a special place in my heart because that was actually the year I was born. I was born two weeks before this race actually occurred. So I was only two weeks old when the race happened. I don't remember it from a kid, but it holds a special place in my heart for that reason. Uh, this was the first race held after I was born. I don't think they note that on the radio broadcast, but I wanted you to know that. But also, it was such an eclectic group of, of boats that raced that year. There was almost 20 boats that tried to qualify throughout the year and i talked about this last episode but the, there were so many different types of hulls tried out there's so many different power plants tried out i think this this year may have hold a record for different power plants tried and attempted but they're just so cool to see all the innovations and mistakes being made as they're trying out all these different things which really made it feel like a true unlimited year with all these different attributes being tried and attempted. Last week you heard the voice of Pat O'Day as he announced the final heat. This one's actually going to be announced by two other popular radio broadcast hosts, Jim Hendricks and Don Poyer. Unfortunately, they have both passed away as well. We'd love to talk with them about their experience, but their contributions to Unlimited Hydroplane Racing lives on through their broadcasts. And I want to thank John Osterberg as he preserved the final heat for this race and shared it with the podcast here at Rooster Tail Talk. Thank you, John, for, for your dedication to preserving history and, and hydroplane racing. 
And to show his support, I hope that you have checked out his book, Dragon Days, because he is the author of Dragon Days over at PL Publishing. I'll have a link in the bio for this episode so you can get a direct link to that book as it explores growing up in the Pacific Northwest in the 1950s and 60s and what impact hydroplane racing had on the community and young minds growing up in the area. He also tracks the Bardall racing team through the 50s and 60s, their highs and lows, and their impact on hydroplane racing as well. So if you haven't checked that out, please get a copy. You can find it on Amazon for your e-reader devices. It's a great read and great addition for any hydroplane racing enthusiast. A couple other things I wanted to mention about the, the broadcast. Uh, it is a poor copy. Unfortunately, there are some areas where there's some background music that's played, so it's kind of some easy listening going on as you hear the Griffins and Merlins uh, struggle around Mission Bay. Um, but you can still hear the broadcast, so I still wanted to preserve this and get it out to you. As I did say before, it was a saltwater course, and back in the 80s, the turbines struggled on saltwater. Um, they still did not have a win on saltwater, I believe, in 1984. And you're going to hear the struggles as the Tosti and the Light also I think the Light Oscar actually didn't even qualify for the race. Tosti barely qualified at 114, um, but it struggled in the event and did not make the final. In qualifying, Miss Budweiser took the top spot at 134 miles per hour. Atlas Valiant struggled. They could only muster 119 miles per hour. So quite off the pace from the top qualifier, Miss Budweiser. Second place was actually the Executone Telephones at 129. And one interesting note on qualifying, only nine miles per hour behind the top qualifier was the U80 Patterson Special. That was driven by Ron Armstrong. And the reason why I, th I think I find that so intriguing that it was so close to the top qualifier is because that was the last round nose to compete in H1 Unlimited Racing. It was a cab over, had turbocharged Allisons, but it was severely overweight, and it was a round nose. So to be nine miles an hour off the top qualifier and to actually out-qualify some pretty fast boats like the Miss Renault, the Atlas Van Lines, Tosti Asti, Doughboy Alberto, is pretty significant. Now the final heat boiled down to the top six boats, which were the Miss Budweiser, Atlas Van Lines, U80 Patterson Special, Squire Shop, Joe Ritchie, and the Old Boy Alberto. I won't say anything more about the final heat, so you can either revisit it as a fresh perspective, as never listening to this race before, or revisit it as a classic race from years gone by. And it is quite interesting as well as they recap the final heat and they talk about the current drivers. They talk about the current wins for Chip Hanauer, Mickey Raymond, and Jim Cropfelt, and how low their win counts were back in 1984. Obviously, Jim Cropfelt and Chip Hanauer got many more throughout the years, but it's interesting to hear how they're talking about their high win counts when it was right around 10 or so for each of them. All right, hope you're comfortable. Sit back, get strapped in, because we're going to time travel back to the year 1984 on September 16th and revisit the Miller High Life Thunderboat Regatta in Mission Bay. In San Diego, California, it's the Miller High Life Thunderboat Regatta, the eighth race of the season for the fastest race boats in the world, Thunderboats 1984. 
Thunderbird Regatta is brought to you by Renault, the one to watch. By American Speedy Printing, we're fast, we're good, we're ready. By Budweiser, King of Beers. For all you do, this bus for you. And brought to you locally in your area by... Crown Distributors and Everett. Bruchetel Talk, your hydroplane podcast. To the starting line on Mission Bay in San Diego, here's Jim Hendrick. Well, thank you very much, Hank, and good afternoon. Or if you're back east, good evening, everybody. We're on the west coast, San Diego, California, Mission Bay, for the Miller Thunderboat Brigada. Miller highlights, if you will. And, of course, Don Poirier is with us. We'll have uh, Scott Smith down the pit area. We've eliminated all the boats but the fastest six. It hasn't been an exciting day in preliminary heating, but I hope to tell you we're going to have an exciting final. Back here at Mission Bay, San Diego, the one-minute gun is fired, and the boats are now starting to join as we look into a direct sunlight here at the starting line. And on Fiesta Island, as we look across to uh, Vacation Island, and the boats are going up now towards corner number three. Leading the way up there is the Budweiser, the Atlas Van Line, followed by the Squire Shop, the U-80, also the Renault is up there, and Joe Ritchie Special. All six boats are still running now, as they're, whoa, we got one boat going way down, and we're looking into a sun, we don't know which one it is, until they come around. As they do come around now, squinting into a sun, it looks like number one lane is going to be taken by the U-80, number two will slot into the Squire, uh, make that the Atlas Sandline. Third slot is going to be the Miss Budweiser as we come down here now with the start of the race about five seconds away. Four seconds, three seconds, two seconds. Renault slips up. Renault will lead him across the line, followed by the Amazon Lines, the UAD, and the Budweiser. The UAD and the Joe Ritchie Special follows them down as they dive down the turn number one. Leading the way on the inside, first to get in there is Renault, followed by the Squire Shop. Now the Atlas Van Line sticks his nose out. There's the Budweiser on the outside. Now it's Budweiser as they come down towards you, Don. All right, it's Renault in first place on the inside as they come out of the corner now. It's still Milner Irvin and the Miss Renault in first place. He is in lane number one. That is the only rooster tail we see. It is the Renault with a good rooster tail lead. In second place is the Atlas Van Line going down the back to check that. Now the Budweiser comes from behind, from behind the uh, Milner Irvin and the Renault rooster tail. And moves into first place. It's terribly difficult to identify the boat going into the sunshine, but it appears it is the Budweiser in first place now. Second place, Renault with Milner Irvin, and we'll have to identify them now as they come around turn number four and down the main chute, very close to the crowd here. The Budweiser with Jim Cropfell going after victory number nine in his career in the unlimited hydroplane racing circuit. All right, Jim, you got it. It's Budweiser coming down, and we'll check the lead for you. Here's Budweiser by one... Two, three seconds over Renault, and third place is the Atlas Van Line. Oh, the player just went up on his way, Fawcett. He went way high in the air, but he's all right, and he gets back down. He's in fourth place. Fifth place is the U-80. Sixth place is Joe Ritchie Special. All right, that's the way they sit right now as they come down. They come off of corner number two, down the back chute. It's the Miss Budweiser, and now taking over second place. It is the Atlas Van Line as he moves past the Renault. So we place it for you with Budweiser, Atlas Van Line. It is Claire Shop. It is U80. And the Renault, I think, is down in that turn somewhere. He did not come out. Done. In the meantime, the Budweiser is going into that south turn. 
Jim Crockfeld aboard the Budweiser and the Grand Ole Lady. He's in first place by much more, about two rooster tails, I'd say. He's just coming out of the turn as the, Bud, as the Atlas van line reaches the apex, but that's where the Atlas can pick up time, and he has on the Budweiser. We've got a great race as now the Bud comes down the main chute here in front of the crowd. The Atlas van lines in lane number two giving chase to the Budweiser. Budweiser first by one. Two, two and a half seconds lead for Budweiser over the Atlas Van Lines Turbine. Our third place boat just coming off of corner number four. Fastest lap was lap number one so far for the Budweiser, 129.926. The second lap he picked up, 133.1. 133.1. But it's strange enough, as the Budweiser's lap speed for the second lap was 133.1, the Atlas Van Lines was 133.6, but still trailing. Budweiser with still about a two and a half second lead. Budweiser first, Atlas Van Line second. It is the Fire third, U80 is fourth, fifth is Joe Ritchie, out of the race as we know, down to you in the south turn, Don. The Budweiser going into the sunshine. He goes into the south turn around buoy number three and around the apex buoy. On second place, of course, the Atlas Van Line. He has not really gained that much ground now, as we see here as they go into the turn, and in fact, the Atlas Van Line just slowing down. Atlas is slowing down. He's gonna be out of the race, Don. Watch him. He's in a tough spot, too, because they come around that turn. The drivers are going to have to keep a close lookout. Here comes the Budweiser down to complete another lap, Jim. Budweiser completes lap number three, speed 132.6. Budweiser with 129.9, then 133.1, then 132.6. Given chase was the Atlas Airlines, but something let go in the turbine. And now it's all Budweiser if he can go for another lap and three quarters. Second place is taken over now by the Flare Shop, I believe. But we have a flare. Do we have a flare? I heard a pop. Are we all right? They're bringing out the red flag. The flare has gone off. Red flag. Red flags have gone off. I'm looking down here, Jim, looking down at the Atlas van lines. I have a rooster tail in front of me. I can't quite tell. I don't see any flames coming out of that boat. Check with uh, Lee Shannon, if you will. Possibly, yeah. I'm going to take my headset off. Check. All right, you take your headset off. Check with Lee Shannon, the chief referee. Find out what's going on. But they were on lap number four. All right, Jim Panauer had to jump into the water, so there must have been a fire on the Atlas van line. Because the boat is not sinking, but the rule is, of course, when your boat's on fire, you got to jump in. Going to have a race. All they have to do is give three laps. They cannot. They will not have to restart if they do not have five full laps, but they can get away with three on this one. And now we'll have to see if the Budweiser, after having a commanding lead with a lap and a half to go, will hold together. Who can forget Houston, Texas, when he had a lap to go? The Atlas Van Lines driver, Jim Hanauer, went into the water. On the restart, the Budweiser broke. Jerry Shannon Smith Renault won the World Championship last year, the last race of the year. Now let's see if they come down now for the start. Of this race under the one-minute gun with 20 seconds to go. Leading the way, it is going to be on corner number one. It will be the U-20 in lane one. Budweiser lane two. Joe Ritchie special, lane three. Fourth lane is the U-80. The Bob Patterson special. On the far outside, the square shop and the U-20 as they come down now for the start of this race. It's Budweiser. The U-80, and Joe Ritchie, the first three across the line, followed by the U-20 and the square shop with Mickey Riemann, a late start. Here comes old boy Alberto, he's playing behind the field as they go down to the first turn. Down the first turn, as you call him, coming out. 
As we said, the Budweiser with a great start in lane number two as they go into the north turn. Now it's the Budweiser. Jim Crossfeld in control of the national points leader. He has moved now, slid inside the lane number one as he has control going down the back shoot now. It's the Budweiser in first place. The U80, I believe, the Bob Patterson special in second place. You might wonder where the Squire shop was. Well, they had a slow start. They were way behind the field. And the Squire is now in one, two, three, fourth place with the Joe Ritchie Spirit of Detroit in third. It's the Budweiser, the U80, behind the rooster tail of the Budweiser. Ron Armstrong playing some games, having fun, trying to give taste to the Budweiser as they go into the south turn. Budweiser first, U80 second. It is the Joe Ritchie Spirit of Detroit with Todd Garlick in third place. And in fourth, the Squire shop, fifth place, U20, and the Boy Alberto way back in sixth place. Jim, as they come off of corner number three, coming around here in corner number four now to come around and complete lap number one. It's Jim Cropfield from Cincinnati, Ohio, and pretty little Smith Budweiser. He has won four races this year out of the eight. He's looking for number five here today as he goes by us now and complete lap number one, followed by the U80 with Ron Patterson. Uh, make that uh, Bob Patterson's U80. Then the Joe Ritchie special. Then the Squire. Then the U20. And Bringing up the rear would be the old boy Alberto. As we now into lap number two of five, it is the Budweiser at the apex of corners number one and two. Coming down now, shaking off of corner number two, down the back chute with about a three-second lead over Ron Armstrong in the Patterson. Oh, I see fire coming out of the Bob Patterson U80. I saw a flash of flame, but deciding to catch up now is the square shop. He's going to challenge now for second place. As our leader is halfway down the back chute, here's our last place, both the Alberto coming by, and we pick it up as they go down to corner number three. Budweiser heading for corner number three, and Mickey Reba doing a whale of a job driving right now in lane number one, fighting for second place against the U80. He's almost deck to deck with Ron Armstrong for fight, fighting for second place, but in the lead is the Budweiser at the apex point now between corners three and four. The Budweiser with Jim Cropfeld first, going into the turn is the Squire Company inside, the U80 with Ron Armstrong, the Bob Patterson special, and now Mickey Riemann has gone dead in the water. The Squire Shopping guy is broken, and is dead in the water now in the south turn. The Budweiser, clearly the leader coming across. In first place, second place, Ron Armstrong in the Bob Patterson special. Third place is Joe Ritchie, Spirit of Detroit with Todd Yarlick. And we have two left in. Two left are in, and let's find out right now. Look at the speed difference. Boy, when they went 129.9 and 133 in the first two laps, <laughs> when he was being pushed by the German Atlas Satellite, Absolutely. Jim Cropfield taking a Sunday ride at 116.9 in the first lap, and picking up a little bit on lap number two at 120.562. The interesting story developing now is the Budweiser has a commanding lead is the point race for National High Point Champions. Coming into this race, just under 1,800 points, the Budweiser led the player. Today, Budweiser, up until this time, has picked up 300 more points for about a 2,100-point lead. With a square dead in the water, Budweiser will pick up another 400 for a 700-point increase, which will be about 2,600 points, and... Doesn't look pretty like insurmountable. Well, I would think there's only 2,400 points more to go in a 2,600-point right. lead. The Budweiser doesn't have to do anything to win the National High Point Championship last few races. Budweiser now coming down to Main Street to complete another lap. That's the boy Alberto you hear going by with John Prevost aboard in his first ride for 1984 with that boat, but here comes the bus, Jim. As the bus comes down to complete lap number three now, we'll have to pick up his time. He went 116.9 lap number one, 120.5 lap number two, and now he's back down to 116.5. And a great race down here for second and third place, Jim. Side by side as they come down for second and third. On the inside is the Patterson Special U80 with Ron Armstrong from Southern California and the kid on his hip on the outside from Madison, Indiana. Todd Garland in the Joe Ritchie third of Detroit 
out of Gross Point, Michigan area. The sponsor, the boat, of course, out of Madison, Indiana. The Budweiser coming down the main chute now in first place in full control has a chance to possibly lap the Avoy Alberto before the race is over. More importantly, this is a complete race now. We have got three laps in. But the Budweiser smooth sailing going down the back chute. In second place, again, that battle between the U-80 and the Joe Ritchie Spirit of Detroit. But it looks like Ron Armstrong of the U-80 now has control. A rooster tail lead over the Joe Ritchie Spirit of Detroit for second place. The Budweiser going down the main chute, really taking it easy. As Jim said, now it's a matter of just completing the race and getting another 400 points and widening that lead for the National Points Championship. I wonder if Jim Crophill here in those dribblings like he had in Houston on the restart. <laughs> and he broke down and lost the World Championship because of a restart. He had a restart in Seattle last year, and he did win he it. He did win it. He came back race. twice. Here he comes to take the green flag, which will be the end of lap number four. And it will cost him one more lap to go. We'll pick up the speed as he's gone from 116.9, 120.5, then 116.5. And now he's got it down to only 104 mile an hour. Second place now is really being battled for from Joe Ritchie, Spirit of Detroit. And now drop back as we're giving a hard battle for second place. As the Budweiser now laps. Ovoy Alberto right now as he's cutting inside of him as they go into that north third. It's Budweiser first, the U-80 Bob Patterson special with Ron Armstrong aboard in second place. And he's moving pretty well as a matter of fact. He's moving <laughs> as swiftly as any boat right now, maybe cutting into that lead a little bit of the Budweiser. He's in second. In third place, Joe Ritchie, Spirit of Detroit. In fourth place, the U-20 with Jerry Hopway back in fifth, the Ovoy Alberto. This is the eighth race of the year. This will be Bernie Little and Jim Cropfell's first win in an even number race. They won number one, number three. Right number five, and now they'll win number eight. It'll be victory number And number they won nine. number seven also. So exactly. they won one, one number one, one three, three, five, five seven, seven and now eight. This will be out of eight races. Budweiser will have its fifth victory, and I think today cemented away the national high point crown because they'll have about a 2,600-point lead with two more races to go, and if they didn't get another point, and the square would get a perfect 2,400 points in those two races, Budweiser would still win. The checker flag is out. His hand is up with a single victory from Cincinnati. And Bernie Little Smith Budweiser, Jim Cockfell, as the gun goes off, the Budweiser is the winner of the Miller Highlights Thunderbolt Regatta here on Mission Bay. Second place, a very incredible day, running very well. Bob Patterson, Q80, second place money, goes to the kids from Southern California, Ron Armstrong. Third place will be going to Todd Yelling from Madison, Indiana, in the Joe Ritchie Stern of Detroit Special. Overall, fourth will go to, I believe, the U20, and... That is driven by Jerry Hopp, and uh, overall, fifth place would go to the old boy Alberta with John Crevo. Any final comments from you, my man? Well, it's just the fact that the Budweiser came back and had to do it twice, and they did it twice. Hands off to Jim Crossfeld and the Budweiser crew, Bernie Little. And it's been a long time since the Lucera Hall has not won here in San Diego, so it's a big day for the Budweiser crew. Yes, and although they were running very well, they had uh, won their first heat, had problems after they won their first heat of the day. They broke a propeller, there was minor damage, they did not take the second heat, but because of gremlins and the engines of many other participants, even with 400 points, qualified for the final. Giving chase to the Budweiser in the final heat. On the original final heat, something let go, a hole in the hull, the boat was sinking, there was only a lap and a half to go, in the water went Chip Hanauer, go on to the Atlas Van Lines, we had to restart by the rules, and the restart 
was won by the man who led at the original start of the final field, which was Jim Cropville from Cincinnati and Bernie Little Smith Budweiser. Now with about a 2,600-point lead with two races to go, and it's going to be Cropville's year for this time, I'm afraid. Absolutely. It's I don't mean year afraid. Year Budweiser. But, you know, he's, he's tried so hard for it. He's got a victory lap right now. This kid deserves it. The kid with the mustache from Cincinnati, Ohio, he's happy, and he knows that he's wrapped up the National High Point Championship right here in this heat. He knows it's it. virtually insurmountable, and uh, it's victory number nine for Jim, and he's done a whale of a job driving this year for Bernie Little in the Budweiser camp. Hats off to him, and congratulations. His win number nine in his career, which is not too long uh, in the unlimited. Oh, yeah, many, right. many limited races, well, but his fifth race win this year. We should also keep in mind that the Aboy Alberta completes now the race. John Trevo's aboard. Congratulations to them. Is the fact that uh, he's creeping in there as far as the uh, the winningest active drivers. You've got uh, Vicky Riemann at 11. I think Chip now is at about 13 victories all time, and he's still active. Chip Hanauer, and now nine for the Budweiser, or not the Budweiser, of course, but Jim Crossfeld. So he's getting in there into the thick of things now among the leaders, and he's only been around for about two full years. Well, and one two weeks from today, we'll be at Lake of the Ozarks in just about, uh, well, about a three-hour ride, two-and-a-half-hour ride to St. Louis. And that will be the Missouri Governor's Cup. And then a week after that, on October 7th, it will be the uh, Light Beer Clear World Championship at Houston, Texas. And that will wrap up our season. And, of course, uh, the saying is they better get better propellers because a lot of the guys with the horsepower and the high RPMs are breaking propellers. You know this winter, with the high R RPMs, the high speeds we're now attaining in this sport, the propellers have to last or there's going to be a problem. Well, Don, you want to say one final word before we sign off, except that we're on the next two races at... Uh, Lake of the Ozarks down in Houston. We'll be there. I'm glad ESPN. to be along. Of course, ESPN will be carrying those races, and Jim and I will be doing them. So I hope you'll be able to see it as well as listen to it live here on the Unlimited Network. Thank you very much, Don. I'm Jim Hendrick, along on behalf of our engineer, Eddie Bush, from San Diego. So long. Miller High Life Thunderboat Regatta from San Diego, California has been brought to you by American Speedy Printing. We're fast, we're good, we're ready. By Renault, the one to watch. By Budweiser, King of Beers. For all you do, this but for you. And brought to you locally in your area by Crown Distributors of Everett. Bridgetel Talk, your hydroplane podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our episode. Make sure you come back next week to listen to our next episode. We release new episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player, as well as rate and review your experience. For more updates on Hydro News, check us out on social media. We're on the major players, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rooster Talk is also online with our website, www.roostertailtalk.com. On the website, you can sign up for an email subscription list to get notifications on upcoming episodes, Hydro News, podcast updates, and much, much more. Finally, this is a free podcast to all of our listeners. And if you're really enjoying your experience and want to help us to continue to grow and expand, please donate. You can find a link to donate through PayPal on our website through the support tab. So until next time, I hope to see you at the races.